0: Everybody, folks welcome to a brand new episode of do not worry i'm your host anthony coming to you once again from the heart of beirut enjoy this is episode 14 what's up leopold what's up little buddy buddy it's first cameo on the podcast uh thank you for joining me guys as usual before we carry on with this video take a second to like this video leave a comment your engagement, hashtag engagement has been extremely helpful with this channel leopold Uh, We've already crossed 2,000 subscribers. We're at over 2,200 subscribers. Folks, we're on our way to 3,000 subscribers. What I like to call the I love you 3,000 mark. So subscribe to the channel. Become a Duke, not warrior. All right, Leopold, trying to shoot an intro here, buddy. Little intro. Also, take a look at this badass fan art I got from Abed Afada. His uh, Instagram is, is at Abed underscore hafada. I'm a badass moustached Captain America, look at that man, he's telling y'all to become a do not warrior, so I would listen to moustached Captain America, Abed thank you so much for the fan art, his link will be in the description below, before we carry on with the episode, and we have by the way, we have a lot of things to talk about this episode folks, we're talking about Noor Arida's clothing line and the controversy that has ensued, we're talking about UFOs and aliens in Dubai, Karen Wazen's new mobile game. Okay, I'm going to play it a little bit with you guys. We're going to review it. We're going to talk about that mobile game really quickly. And Daddy Foodie. Daddy Foodie is back, folks. He's back from a three or four month sabbatical. He's back on social media. If you guys remember a few years ago, like at the the start of the Lebanese revolution, I exposed Daddy Foodie for being a plagiarizer. He literally stole a show from First Week Feast called The Burger Show, and he made it his own called Daddy's Burger Show. He literally... Pulled footage from that show and tried to pass it off as his. We're going to talk about him again and we're going to react to his video. So uh, I ain't forgotten about you, daddy. Folks, I have become even more of a sellout since that last time I got these headphones from uh, Network LB. All right. Hey, Chef Shaggy from uh, from, uh, Get Grilled, a delicious Indian restaurant here in Lebanon. Uh, I order from there pretty regularly, at least two, three times a month. I always order Shaggy's butter chicken. It's a spicy butter chicken. It is fucking delicious. So... Shaggy turned out to be a fan of the podcast. They actually called me last week. She's like, Anthony, I would love to send you some food. I know you love the butter chicken. So can I send you some butter chicken? I was like, Shaggy, yes, you may. So thank you so much. Uh, if you guys have not tried Shaggy's butter chicken from Get Grilled, I would highly recommend it. I've also been told their coconut chicken curry is really good, which I eventually am going to try. But if that wasn't enough, um, I had a tweet uh, like a week ago or a few days ago where I was talk- I was at the dentist and I was getting my teeth cleaned. And you know, how like when your lips get really dry at the dentist and like you're trying to lick your lips so that they don't like chap. And I accidentally ended up like licking the dentist's hand. Anyway, I tweeted about it. Uh, someone at Beesline must have seen my tweet. They're like, hey, Anthony, they reached out they're like, hey, we saw your tweet about having chapped lips and stuff. So we thought we'd send you some chapstick. Would you be down? I was like, you know what? Fuck yeah, send it. I know. I was like, I said, I'm not going to accept stuff unless it's relevant and stuff. I figured, hey, who doesn't have chapped lips, right? I mean, it's- Uh, Listen, I know this one was a little bit of a stretch. Honestly, I figured that I would probably end up giving most of the stuff away. So here's the bag that I got. Look, I got this today. We're going to check this out together. I already posted some of this on social media. But like there's a bunch of stuff in here that I don't really need. So look, I'm only I'm going to show you what I'm keeping. I'm keeping this two pack of lip balm. Okay, I'm keeping this shea butter and avocado oil lip balm because I've been told it's really good. And I love me some shea butter, baby. Uh, and then we got the facial blackhead mask. You know what? I'm going to try this. I'm, I'm going to try to perfect my skin for y'all. So I'm going to keep this. Everything else I'm giving away. So this goodie bag is going to include uh, some suntan lotion for all you uh, tanning aficionados. This sunscreen, which honestly, I got like 10 DMs about this sunscreen. People telling me to keep it and not give it away because it's like, it's really, really fucking good, apparently. So um, it's already too late. I've committed to giving it away. So it's it's yours. But this sunscreen apparently is the bomb. Whitening roll-on deodorant. I don't really know what this does. I'm guessing it's going to whiten your armpit skin. Hey, try it out. And another skin whitening Beesline whitening cleanser, some kind of, uh, you know, skin formula whitening as well. Looks fancy, looks nice. And some lip balm. We got some honey and milk lip care and another ultra. It's got like sunscreen and lip balm stuff like that. So How can you guys get this stuff? I'm gonna give all of these things away in a bundle. Um, Just leave a comment, leave a comment on the YouTube video. So it's not on Instagram, it's not on Twitter. It's right here on YouTube. Just leave a comment and write the hashtag the bees knees, just so that I at least know which ones of you are commenting to try to get the, uh, the goodie bag and which ones of you are commenting to engage with the video. You could even just write the bees knees if you want. But I mean, if you want to increase your chances of winning, might as well throw in a compliment for Anthony. You don't need to write more than one comment. You don't need to tag anyone, but please make sure you are subscribed to the channel. You have to be subscribed. Subscribe to the channel. Leave a comment. Hashtag the bees knees. Okay, and then I'm going to pick someone at random and you'll get these goodies. Bees line, thank you so much for sending me the gift. Uh, everyone else, sorry for selling out, but I figured it's uh, time to spread the wealth a little bit. Okay, Lebanon's going through some shit. If someone's going to offer me some free shit, I'm going to take some and I'm going to give you some too. Okay, so Karen Wazin. Karen Wazen is like an influencer, a Lebanese influencer. Look, I don't know much about her and I barely had time to do any research because I found out about this today. She has her own mobile game on iOS and on Android. Uh, A couple of you brought it to my attention through Instagram. I think Rita was the first person to bring it to my attention. Thank you, Rita. So I downloaded the game and I figured I would play it a little bit, uh, tell you guys a little bit about it. So it's basically Candy Crush, all right? It's basically Candy Crush. Like you You play Candy Crush then you earn points, and then you use those points to upgrade an apartment. Uh, So the game opens up, you know, uh, Karen Wazen, My World. uh, It's like, and I'm back
1: home from my spring break. Lebanon sure was fun, but now I have to get back to the real world. I didn't tell you, right? I'm studying here in London for a master's degree in psychotherapy. By the way,
0: hi, I'm Karen. Nice to meet you. So this is like her shitty apartment that we're going to fix by playing a bunch of Candy Crush. It sure needs some improvement and I would love your help. Let's see how we can fix it up together. So then you just end up playing, as you can see right here, some Candy Crush. And uh, yeah, you know, wow, that looks fantastic. The vibe is better already. I can see myself living and studying here. I went with a beautiful, you know, brick wall sort of thing. This is how my apartment looked like near the end. Okay, I've done the brick wall. I got the couch and I got the coffee table. I got to a point where I can now choose a plant. So I figured, let us choose the plant together. Okay, so as you can see, I have my beautiful white couch already. My beautiful brick walls, my little coffee table, uh, you know, my beautiful little coffee table. And it's time for us to add a cute plant. So we're going to do it. Okay, I can afford it. I have 200 points. Here's the free one. That one looks kind of nice, actually. Then we get... This plant for 200 hmm. This plant for a ruby, which is a premium item, like an orange-y, orange tree, and then some other weird little tree. Hmm, which one's the nicest actually? Honestly, the free one looks the nicest. I'm gonna be cheap ass and get the free one. Maybe we can buy another item. Wow, now this room feels like home. I can finally relax and read a magazine. Maybe someday I can be in one. Ooh, that would be a dream come true. I'm sure you can, Karen. Okay, this room's done. I'm so happy of how it turned out. I guess it's time to tackle the bedroom. Ooh, the bedroom. But first, let's take a selfie. Press on a camera icon to open up the snapshot game menu. Ooh, get to take a selfie. I didn't try that before. This is where you can take, upload, and rate pictures. By rating pictures, you can replenish your energy. Energy, huh? Let's try taking a picture. Press on the camera icon. Next. Next. Uh, be kind. Finish. Finish. Awesome. Ooh, they gave me 50 points for that? All right. This is your gallery. Here you can preview the pictures you've taken and what's trending around the world. Okay, wow. This is so boring. Okay. I love it. This. That. Fuck, man. It's so boring. Okay. When can I fix more stuff? Okay, how do I go into the bedroom now? I don't know what the fuck I need to do right now. Oh, the bedroom. Okay. Oh, no, the bed is a mess. I don't remember leaving it like that. Can you help me? I have added a note, a new note to the journal. The journal isn't working, Karen. This game sucks. What the fuck? This game fucking sucks. It's broken. She says there's a, the journal should be opening right now. Hmm. Let's try quitting the game. Isn't this fun? Jesus fuck, Karen. I wanted to show you guys the, the Candy Crush. It's literally a game for 50 year olds. Okay, there we go. Now the journals. you see, there was a glitch in the game. Change the bed sheets, play, the bed looks messy. So that's a game, huh? All right, I told you guys. Boom, I'm not good at Candy Crush by the way because I'm not a boomer. I ain't a boomer, boomers are great at Candy Crush. That's it, like the only Candy Crush player I know is my mom. Here we go. Oh, I guess we made the bed! Collect. Okay, now we play some Candy Crush. And, um... Are you kidding me? I fucking played Candy Crush so I can make the bed? Mmm, this one's fancy. Let's just go for the budget. Let's save our money! Alright, we don't want to waste our gems on this stupid shit. Yes, these are gorgeous! Oh, I just remembered, I haven't checked the vacation photos yet. All right, that's enough. That's enough. All right, well, that is Karen Wazen's game. If you like Candy Crush, if you like a super dumbed-down version of The Sims, I guess you can play, you know, and it's like a half of Candy Crush and you get to decorate a house. Uh, This is as much as I'm willing to play. I'm going to delete it off my phone as soon as I'm done recording this podcast. (laughs) On Thursday, April 8th, at 3.30 p.m., Amar Fakhreddin saw a flying saucer or an unidentified flying object near the Dbaye waterfront in Lebanon. She took a video, a quick eight-second video on her phone, which she sent to WhatsApp Lebanon, I think. It is an Instagram page, and they then reposted her UFO. Uh, I'm going to show you the video that was posted on Instagram. It's the video that most people saw. But I dug into that video and I actually found out a lot more about it. And it's something extremely fucking interesting. And if you've seen this podcast and if you've seen our AUB 2015 case, then you're going to be very interested in this. So let's first see the video that was published on What's Up Lebanon. Go. So as you can see, you know, there's clearly something in there. They've put a white circle on there. They're also playing the X Files music, which I've muted because I don't want to get a copyright strike. So as you can see, uh, the circle is there. So I, I found that interest that video pretty interesting. Multiple people sent it to me over Instagram, but I found I wanted to find out more. So I reached out. So they had tagged uh, Ahmad, who who took the video. Her Instagram was on private. I knew one of her followers I asked them to contact her to to ask her if she could sort of accept my friend request so I can ask her about the 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 footage she did she sent me the original video now she doesn't have the video without a filter so even the original video I'm guessing she shot it with a filter but it's uh, you can see more of the frame and you're gonna see two other UFOs that she didn't notice and that what's up Lebanon didn't notice. I'm the only one who noticed these. And once you see those other two UFOs, you're gonna see a triangular formation. The exact same one that was hovering over AUB in 2015. I shit you not. So let us look at the other footage. You're gonna see the main UFO in the middle, but look at the bottom of the screen. Look at the bottom and the bottom right. You're gonna notice two other UFOs. Okay, so you see the main one, then you see them at the bottom, you see two more at the bottom. You see that and when the video stops, so here I'm going to pull up, I'm going to pull up when the video stops, this is the screenshot you see. There you go. It's clear as day and I'm going to try to put a side-by-side shot of this triangular formation and the one that was in AUB. But it is clear as day. There are three unidentified flying objects in this video. and. Ahmad only noticed one and the people who reposted this on Instagram only noticed one. So we have three UFOs, an identical triangular formation. Now I asked her if they were moving. She said that it was just floating, hovering in the sky, stationary, same as an EUB. They were stationary. They weren't moving. We have video evidence now, two separate incidents, six years apart with three unidentified flying objects hovering in a triangular formation right here in Lebanon. What does this mean? Are they connected? Now, before I get too excited, before I get too excited, um, I did reach out to uh, Anthony Malouf and uh, Hadi Abu Ghazali, they are two VFX artists. If you remember last time, I also got the video analyzed by VFX artists. I wanted to do the same thing this time. I'm gonna share a little bit of the voice notes that they sent me, uh, but, you, but keep in mind that because this video is only eight seconds long, because it's already using a filter and the quality isn't that high, it was hard for them to make an analysis, so it was hard for them to, to to determine whether it was real or not. Just before we get into their analysis, I spoke with Amar myself. Uh, she seems like a very trustworthy lady. She has no reason to make this up as far as I'm concerned. She had nothing to gain by making this up, by getting this posted on WhatsApp Lebanon. It's not like she she got any fame or fortune from this. So I believe that the video is legitimate, but I did want to do my due diligence before sharing it on here with you guys. So here is what Anthony had to say about the
2: footage. Okay, so uh, it's really hard to tell in that video what's happening uh, It's tricky to say if it's VFX or not, honestly uh, thing is, the clip is very short, it's 8 seconds So in 8 seconds, and the quality is very low as you can see So uh, compositing, you know, making VFX on this low quality is much easier than, you know, having it clear in, in your eyes So um, one thing I can notice is that the track is not perfect, like that. Okay.
0: Be- so he's he's getting into a couple of reasons. This is uh, uh, Hadi Abu Ghazali, his his friend and another VFX artist. Here's what he had to say. Hey, not the best video to prove
3: the UFO existence, you know. And I'm not clear. I mean, not. Let's let say, ah, wow, UFO, like that. video they one, is AUB. Yeah. So clearly, the AUB
0: video, in terms of quality, it's one minute long. It's very clear. Like that is the kind of video you would use to try to convince someone UFOs exist. This one, less so. The most interesting thing about this video, again, is the fact that there's a triangular formation. I also asked Anthony, like, yo, am I crazy? Do you see that as well? Here's what he said.
2: Yes, yes, I can see that they're forming a triangle at some point. The thing is, if one of a behind I don't know it's going Is it an artifact? Is it a swear or not? I do
0: But then Anthony made a very good point. He did mention that there is no proof that the video is fake. While they can't prove that it is real, there is nothing that stands out that suggests that it is fake. So here's what he had to say about that.
2: fake So you can't really pinpoint when something is fake. honey we cannot tell. So, I'm the truth than VFX, you know? So, uh, that's something to consider. And no, what Which is promising,
0: maybe. Okay, so I love this voice now. He's telling me, okay, look, we can't confirm that it's real, but there's also nothing that directly stands up to suggest that it's fake. So, Anna personally, Ahmad, I completely believe you. She had no reason, like, why would she even agree to have me talk about her and her video on the podcast if she thought I was going to, you know, try to prove that it's fake. But seriously, the most interesting thing, Is this triangular formation? Please, viewers, if any of you, if any of you know um, an astrophysicist, high-ranking military people who could try to, to tell me what this is, please ask them and reach out to me. Is this some kind of drone technology? Is this some kind of weird weather balloon technology? I've done my research. I could not find anything that looks like this. Anything that I find that resembles this is directly categorized as UFO, alien stuff. So please, if you know someone... In the government, anyone who could suggest what these things are, uh, I'm very curious to know, because otherwise I have another theory, because uh, it's two triangles, the triangle the delta sign.. <laughs> The Lebanese forces baby, Samir Jaja is flying UFOs all over Lebanon, the Lebanese forces have UFOs, alright? They have, guys, if they have this technology, no other political party can win, okay? No other political party can take anyone on with UFOs, we gotta get to the bottom of this. What is buried underneath the Dubai waterfront? What is buried under AUB? Why are there triangular formations of UFOs? Isn't this fucking crazy? I'm serious, this is fucking insane, yo. Okay, the main topic for tonight's episode, the main attraction, is Harida's uh, clothing brand. So, um, any of you don't know, Nouharida is a Lebanese influencer, beauty blogger, model, mainly a model. She lives in France, right? She's a she works for like an elite modeling agency. I think it's called Elite Models or something. Anyway, she's like you know, she's a fancy model living in France, repping Lebanon. Um, not the most. I mean, she's obviously she's got like nine million followers on Instagram, so she is beloved. But she's also quite disliked here in Lebanon by a lot of like you know the Twitter community, the online community. we're not really big fans. Uh, myself included, I'm not a fan of of um, of Noor Harida. Uh, I'm gonna be honest with you. I think she uses her daughter as a prop for her Instagram. Um, I think the way she's raised her daughter shoved into and thrust into, the spotlight from a young age i don't know what that's going to do for her daughter's mental health and development i'm not a parent i'm not here to judge but i am kind of going to judge because i can i don't need to be a parent to know that using your daughter like that in videos and shoving her in the spotlight and having millions of people know who she is and all of that at such a young age i don't think you need to be a genius to know that that can't be great for the kid i look at the very least i wouldn't have, i wouldn't have done it okay i definitely would not have done that i don't know in a way it feels like some weird kind of child abuse her husband, I don't know what his first name is, but his last name is Bedawi. Um, his family is accused of being thieves. They supposedly took a bunch of money from people to build houses, apartments, stuff like that. They never build those projects, and they ran away from the country. They fucking left. So Bedawi Group, uh, and there is a Facebook group called Protesters of Bedawi Group. We are a Leb- we are Lebanese citizens who bought apartments from Bedawi Group. The delivery date was delayed for years, and our rights as consumers have been ignored. One of the posts on that Facebook page says that George Badawi and Nur Arida celebrated their wedding in 2015 at the Salon de l'Opera in Paris. The wedding gown alone cost $75,000 and the amount of the total event was $1 million. This is where our money was spent left and right instead of finishing up the promised projects. So Nur Arida's husband is very credibly a thief. You know, they made their fortune by robbing people, by being thieves, dishonest crooks. So that is a little bit of background and that is why a lot of people myself included are not fans of noor harida or her family or anything like that now i'm just sharing this as context because my response to the controversy regarding noor's clothing brand might surprise some of you so uh last week or something noor launched officially launched her children's clothing brand called generation peace um it is kind of pricey okay there's like little dresses for hundred dollars 98 dollars. Uh, little onesies for fifty-seven dollars for babies, you know what I mean? Onesies for fifty-seven dollars, uh, t-shirts for forty-five dollars, fifty dollars. It's just, it's expensive stuff. Okay, this stuff is not cheap. And Twitter lost its shit. Lebanese social media, particularly Twitter, lost their mind at the brand. Now we're gonna. There's multiple things to talk about. Twitter lost its mind because of the pricing. Some of them lost their mind because of the marketing. Some of them lost their mind because they thought uh, Noor was going to start like a charity or something. So, I'm gonna to try to talk about this in different uh, phases. Okay, so the price. Let's just start with the price. Then I'll get into the marketing, then I'll get into whether or not it was deceptive or anything. How are these prices expensive? And a lot of people are saying that the prices are expensive. Uh, Twitter is full of tweets. Let's try to spot a couple of tweets there. So, one of the memes on Twitter that, that got pretty popular was Generation Peace, Nia Les Pauvres. Basically, like, you know, she doesn't want uh, poor people to afford her clothes. Now this is another tweet Nouraida fell it ربنا with her secret project ismo generation peace till the end a clothing line for kids with the most basic items costing $50 plus and reaching $150 Mexico tea for your peaceful contribution to children in Lebanon Allah ykhallina yek Another tweet being born in this kind of capitalist society makes people like Nouraida price a white tee with a small design for $65 and go to sleep at night with a clear conscience thinking she made a difference so, the prices. Do I agree that the prices are expensive? Is it overpriced? Yeah, I mean, look, no one should be paying $65 for a just white t-shirt. No one should be paying $57 for a onesie, $100 dresses for kids, a Colombo set for the kid for $92. I mean, it's definitely expensive. But then again, you don't have to buy it if it's out of your budget range. Like I get it. Noor Arida is a elite model in France. She has sort of an, a luxury image to maintain, to hold. She wants to charge $90 or $60 or whatever for clothing items. It's her right if she's trying to position her brand as a luxury or um, you know elitist brand or high-end and i've been i've been told by by someone like don't call it luxury because if it's made in lebanon and if it's not made in europe it doesn't qualify as luxury in my mind in branding in marketing the quality and the material doesn't really care man it's how you price it and it's how you position your uh, your brand like i don't think people really care what the t-shirt is made of it's associated with this image of luxury and of success and all of that they're willing to pay the price would i pay 65 for this t-shirt no but i was never i was never in her target demographic none of the people complaining on twitter would have ever bought any of these clothes even if they were affordable let's not fucking shit ourselves Hmm? i've paid i've sometimes paid like if i want a tommy hilfiger t-shirt i know it's going to cost me more than a t-shirt from fucking zada or something you know what i mean is it better quality not necessarily a lot of the time it's the same shit they're all made in the same countries they're all made using the same materials but you're just paying for that name brand, okay? And why are people in Lebanon complaining that they can't afford these clothes? We can't afford fucking Zara anymore. We can't afford anything. So yeah, you're not going to be able to afford Nur Arida's fucking clothing brand. Why are you surprised? That is my thing, okay? And obviously, if you change these prices to Lebanese, it's going to be unaffordable. Again, we can't afford Zara. We can barely afford H&M anymore. So yeah, a $50 t-shirt is going to be expensive. I work in retail in Lebanon. Again, I sell comic books, the comic stash. Check out Multiverse Games for my comics. Woo! I bought these comics in dollars. If I have a $10 comic and I want to sell it in Lebanon for Lebanese pounds, it's going to cost like a hundred thou. That's just the reality of where we live right now. So in terms of price, I honestly think it is a non-issue. You don't want to buy it, you can't afford it, then don't. It is for a specific clientele. Not for us. It's not made for us. The second most common complaint was the marketing. Like, hey, but the marketing was very uh, deceptive and it made it look like it was going to be a charity and she wrote the word peace. And let's look through some of this stuff and let's see if there's any reason to think that. So one of the posts is coming soon. There's a globe, there's a peace sign and a heart. There's another post that has a bunch of people holding hands and it says Generation Peace. We have a picture of a baby giraffe and it says, just saying, hey, I don't know what about the baby giraffe made you think this was going to be an NGO to save Lebanese kids. But okay, I'm going with you. I'm following along. Baby giraffe. Then it's uh, Noor and her kid, you know, secret project in the making. Hashtag GP crowd, the generation piece. Again. Honestly, nothing here suggests the future is bright generation peace. two weeks to go. Are you ready if you want to choose to read into like there's a globe and she says there's the word peace. It must mean like it's an NGO, right all around the world. We are all trying to come together. Again, I mean, I guess because there's a globe and a peace sign and a heart, people assumed this was going to be some kind of charity. Then you literally, you can see a pattern. You can literally see a pattern in one of these, and it's like a, one of the designs that was going to go on the clothes. Anyways, people thought that this was deceptive. Again, here's what, here's what I'm going to ask you. What has Noor Arida ever done in her life to make you think that she would start an NGO or that would make you think that she would do something beyond herself? Absolutely nothing. Noor Arida is known for using her kid as a prop and for being a model and for being very cringe and for being rich and for, and for her husband, you know, r- robbing people and shit like that. That is what they're... Allegedly. <laughs> that is what they're known for. So, whatever made you think that she was going to start an NGO? I think people are just projecting. You know what I mean? They're projecting what they would have done. It's Noor fucking Arida. What was anyone expecting? And to read some of the tweets, so here's a tweet from... And by the way, I follow a lot of these people. So Francesca, who I follow on Twitter, said, Remember when Noor created a Goodbye Leb video and ended up going to Paris for modeling and came back to Lebanon? She spammed us with a project thinking it would be an initiative to help children. Turns out it's an overpriced clothing line that charges in dollars amid an economic crisis. Okay, but what made you think it was an initiative to help children? That's the thing, I think you, people are just projecting. It's what they would have done. It's what they an- expect a normal, regular person with a heart to actually do, sure. But this is Nur Adidas, so you're be- you're getting disappointed, I think, for no fucking reason. Here's another tweet. Uh, I thought Generation Peace would be an NGO that supports kids, promotes tolerance, etc. not a clothing line. Talala responds, who I also follow said, I thought it would be a network to connect mothers and kids across the world by going around and giving social skills, lessons to kids. I don't know why I let my imagination go too far. It is Noor Arida after all. Exactly. Talala just literally, this is exactly what I'm trying to say. Like all of this, like it's a network. And I'm like, well, where did you get all that from? A network connecting mothers and, cr- and kids and all. But I don't know why I let my imagination go too far. Yeah, I think you all let your imaginations go too far. It's fucking Nur Why would she do any of this? And again, look, I'm going to be fair to Noor Arida, Even if the t-shirts were cheaper. And even if she was donating money to a charity, people would have complained, you're not donating enough. Fuck you, Noor Arida. We all, we dislike her. Again, for very good reason. I dislike her as well. But no matter what she would have done, no one would have been happy. We would have found something to complain about. People are complaining that the donation page on her uh, website is down. Uh, the Noor Arida fund, it says coming soon. Okay, I get that. She should have had that ready. I concur. And especially if you're gonna... You know, launch week is your biggest week. You have the most eyeballs on your brand. This is when everyone would have donated, so this should have been up. There's no excuse for this not to be up. But again, even if this was up and even if she was donating 5% of the t-shirts, the complaint would have been only 5%, it should have been 10%. If she had donated 10%, only 10%, it should have been 15%. Whatever she would have decided to donate, we would have complained that it's not enough. Again, I'm not trying to shit on the people on Twitter. I'm just like you. I know you people. You, we're the same, okay?
1: I know who you are, boy, because you're me.
0: But I am, am going to take Twitter's side because after... So okay, a bunch of people gave Noor shit for her brand, for the prices, for the marketing, for the NGO, for the why aren't you donating money, etc. People attacked Noor and Noor went on the defensive. She went on the defense and she put out a statement. And this is where I fully agree with all of you and I am totally against Noor. So I get it. Let's read it. Enough!
1: To everyone in Lebanon criticizing my brand, I made sure my brand, which is going to be sold worldwide, is produced locally and contributed in making Lebanese factories work by producing 10,000 items of clothing. When I could have produced anywhere in the world and made sure they are paid in USD too, in case you're wondering. This is where you're starting to. You should probably not write this. I, I could do it anywhere in the world and fucking do it anywhere in the world. i not Do it anywhere in the world. Don't fucking do it
0: here and pretend like you're doing us a favor.
1: Okay? I made sure the packaging is produced locally, too. The marketing campaign crew being Lebanese, the website developer being Lebanese, the website photographer Lebanese, the printing house Lebanese, and made sure they are paid in USD, too, in case you're wondering. Okay, again, she's shoving it down our throats. I'm paying them in Lebanese. Yeah, minimum, you got fucking money. Your
0: husband robbed a bunch of people. They don't have houses, but he's rich. Your wedding was pretty fucking fancy, wasn't it,
1: huh? I could have launched my brand anywhere in the world. I am based in Paris and my work is between Europe and the UAE. My fan base of 9 million followers is 94% outside Lebanon as per Instagram statistics. At least I have done something to help the local production in my own way. What have you done apart from criticizing me? Okay, this is where this is where you're losing me hard, no? I was kind
0: of trying to defend you. I was trying to defend your pricing. I was trying to defend you positioning your brand as a luxury brand. I was even trying to defend your marketing. But now you're like, what have you done? You're trying to point the finger... Bitch, have you heard of Yasmeen, okay? Have you heard of Yasmin Abu Slayman, who alone raised over 50,000 fucking dollars to help Lebanese cancer patients afford their fucking treatment? Don't you dare fucking ask us what we've done. Don't ask Lebanese people what they've done. People have been fighting every fucking day here to survive. So don't you be coming shoving this down our throats because you made some fucking shitty onesies for babies that look like rags.
1: I didn't force anyone to buy. I didn't even mention that it's a project targeting Lebanese market. I didn't. Find somewhere else to place your frustration. I'm not the one who fucked up this country and its economy or depreciated its currency value. Enough. Okay, she's right. She's right. At the end, again, she
0: got very defensive and this response is horrible, but she only made this response after being, I believe, unfairly attacked on social media. I do believe all the attacks on her, as much as it made everyone feel good, and I know we all love to hate Noor, I think they were not warranted. And I think she felt like she had to respond and got on the defensive, but this response, someone should have you know someone from her PR team should have checked this, should have been like, "Noor, don't release this. This is a bad idea. She ended up blocking tons of people. Her Twitter is now on like super private. You can't follow her on Twitter. It's like restricted. You know me guys, I don't like these fucking people. I hate them more than you do. But I'm just trying to be as fair as I can. And while she has the right to charge whatever the fuck she wants, I'm serious. Even though we can't afford it and we don't want to buy it, we wouldn't have bought it anyways if it were cheap. All of you guys bitching on Twitter, none of you would have bought this. Let's be real. I wouldn't have bought it anyway. None of us. None of us. So we're complaining for no reason. The marketing campaign, if you, in your mind, convinced yourself that she was going to start an NGO, again, that is on you. That is not on her. That is not on her. What is on her is her horrible response. Um, her trying to... That she's that she, she's paying people in dollars and she could have done it anywhere in the world. but all of that kind of fucking sucks. In my opinion, people should get back on that Badawi thing, help those people get their money back from those fucking thieves. Allegedly. Get your daughter out of social media, man. Give that girl a break. She didn't choose this life. You know what I mean? You can't, you can't do that to her. She did not consent to this. So that is what I'll say. Sorry if I disappointed you. I know you guys wanted me to shit all over Noor. But it is what it is. Okay, for our last main topic today, we're gonna to be talking about Daddy Foodie, folks. Daddy Foodie. Daddy Foodie has 244,000 followers on Instagram. He was a food influencer, kind of disappeared for the past few months, but he just released a video this week saying that he's back, et cetera, working on new projects. We're gonna react to that video together. But before we get into that, let me tell you a little bit about why I like to mess with Daddy Foodie. Why are we talking about Daddy Foodie here? Um, um, and it pertains to something that I believe is a, is a thing that's very common around Lebanon, which is content creators not respecting their audience. And treating their audience like a bunch of idiots. And treating us with a lack of respect. Daddy Foodie launched a show in October of 2019 called Daddy's Burger Show. Okay. Uh, Turns out he thought Lebanese audiences were stupid or nothing. Because First We Feast, a massive YouTube channel that has shows like Hot Ones and stuff like that. And The Burger Show had a show called The Burger Show daddy foodie pretty much ripped off that show completely from the intro from the the the, like the book that he got inspired from he even worked it into his introduction they literally stole animations complete animations from the burger show changed the subtitles to arabic and put them in daddy foodies daddy's burger show literally plagiarism plagiarism i did a video about it in October of 2019 but I was way too nice about it to be honest with you I was like saying eh, let's give daddy foodie the benefit of the doubt maybe his editor did it daddy didn't know daddy probably fucking knew. okay daddy foodie knew they're all in on it I don't give a fuck anymore the guy's a fucking liar and has no creativity and literally thinks his audience us I mean, I'm not in his fucking audience, but he thinks we're all a bunch of fucking idiots and that we couldn't tell. And by the way, the burger show had a fucking ton, fuckload of sponsors like Spinny, Zulurpak, Kuma He got paid to plagiarize. He got money from someone. I've never been paid for any video I've made. He got paid from someone and fucking copied someone else's fucking homework instead of creating something original for his audience. And that man gets paid and he gets sponsors. So, and I'm gonna be fucking honest with you guys. He's a fucking creep, okay? He creeped on a very close friend of mine and made her extremely uncomfortable that is all i'm gonna say i'm not gonna get into details or anything the place nothing but he's made my female friend incredibly uncomfortable because the guy is a fucking creep so take that daddy and come at me if you want to boy i'm gonna show you guys a bit of footage of the video that i made for Hayoka, and i'm gonna put the link in the description and above if you guys want to check it out um but here's some footage just so you have a little bit of context <laughs>
3: صاروا الألمان The
0: raw mutton made its way across the Baltic Sea into Germany and then became
3: raw chopped beef and it was in Germany for the first time that they actually started to cook the beef In بمدينة نيويورك وصاروا هالألمان يبيعوا الهامبرغ ستيك They said Manhattan but they would find yet again Germans selling Hamburg steak
0: Around the turn of the
3: century ...شكل كبير وصار يتقدم بكل الحفلات والمهرجانات بأنا
0: the popularity of the hamburg steak had grown so much that it was being served at state fairs.
3: For a burger. Probably close to like 12,000 burgers. I've read every book on burgers. This badass book, Hamburger America, became the holy
2: grail for burger fans.
0: So Daddy has been off of social media for a few months, So after I made that video, Daddy Foodie eventually actually took down episode one of The Burger Show but then re-uploaded it and he removed a little bit of the plagiarism. Like some of the plagiarized stuff was gone but a lot of it was still there to be honest with you. And he never addressed it, never talked about it, just pretended like nothing fucking happened. So I'm going to keep reminding you guys of this. I'm going to keep reminding you that a guy with 244,000 fucking followers who gets paid and who gets sponsorships is too fucking lazy to create anything original and fucking steals other people's shit and tries to pass it off as his own. I fucking hate that, okay? At least have some fucking artistic integrity and do your own thing. He just released a video saying that he's back on social media, etc. Let's see what Daddy Cringe had to say. Always with that emotional music with daddy.
3: Always What's to- up boys and girls? <laughs> <laughs> I hope Anjad, you guys have missed me as much as I have missed you. Sorry Sorry for my absence and my radio silence. It was nice. Nothing is wrong, everything is right. Heck, I just wanted to take some time off social media, be with the family and the kids for a while. And take a little vacation. Uh, I have to say that I missed you guys. I missed reaching out to you, updating you with my daily happenings. i Even though I am completely overwhelmed with the amount of love and messages I received from you guys over the last last few months, actually, hear uh, from you. i to your messages. I'm sorry for freaking you guys out, but I really needed the uh, I really needed this time off. Uh, all is good, in Daddy Foodie Land, aqeed, وشو من هيك?
2: What's up uh, with the fucking music uh, all the time? Uh, it's
3: been quite depressing lately in uh, in Lebanon. We need to go on هيدا بلدنا مافينا نستسلم و مافينا uh, to sit back and just uh, watch. Pretty good. Stop um, checking her out, you fucking creep. نعمل? We have to dust ourselves off and keep trying we'll keep trying to make things better we'll keep trying to reaching out and helping those uh, that we can uh, i've used these three months off to work on my new project which i can't wait to tell you guys all about so entrepreneurship startups finance etc i just wanted to reach out send you all my love with messages and to let you know that daddy will be back bigger and better than ever before lots of love to you all take care of each other and yourselves Yalla. speak soon boys and girls
0: okay I'm just doing this to let you know that I am going to be watching you and I am going to be following you and If you do create any new videos, and I'm going to make sure that you don't take your audience for granted anymore. Okay, dude, again, you have a massive fuck. I wish I had 244,000 fucking followers that I can shove fucking everything I want to shove down their throats and my ideas and my content and my and my creations. You have this fucking audience and you're so lazy with them. You're so lazy. So I'm going to keep an eye on you. And my Do Not Warriors are all going to keep an eye out on you as well, my friend, okay? Begrudgingly. No one wants to do it. No one wants to check your Instagram page. Trust me. But we're going to fucking keep an eye out. And if you try to pull that shit again and try to plagiarize and play us for fools, you now have someone to answer to. You have me and you have my Do Not Warriors. And we're growing by the day, buddy. By the day. So watch out, daddy. Whew, well folks this has been one hell of an adventure i've had fun with this episode man i've had a lot to talk about a lot to cover i'm about to get to editing it thank you so much for tuning in as usual guys honestly like your love your support your messages your tweets your instagram dms even though i can't get to all of them i'm sorry i'm getting way more dms than i'm used to it means so much to me your comments your hashtag honestly means so much thank you for 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 subscribing to the channel and for giving me a chance to entertain you in these horrible fucking times don't forget if you're trying to win some of these bees line goodies all right use the hashtag the bee's knees in the comments so that I know to count you in the giveaway. Uh, like this video subscribe to the channel become a do not warrior and uh, as usual folks, do not worry.